Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Give me one shot here on a blue chip stock. Believe me, Kevin. The only problem I'm gonna have is that you didn't buy more. Nobody knows if the stock is gonna go up, down, sideways, or in circles. What's going on, NBA draft fans? Your boy is back. It's the NBA draft, dude. My name is Corey Tulliba, and I'm not joined today by my co-host Albert Garbage Time Gim, but I found a very good replacement for Albert on today's show. Um, we have Marcus Sasser from the Houston Cougars with us. Um, Marcus is a 22-year-old senior guard, will be 22 on draft night, uh, measured in at around 6'3 uh, at the Combine last year with a 6'7 wingspan, played 31 minutes per game, 17 points per game, three rebounds, three assists, uh, two-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio, 1.6 steals, shot 44% from the field, 38.4% from three, 85% from the line on a career high, 4.2 attempts, true shooting percentage of 60%, back-to-back years, PER of 25, BPM of 12 this year. Marcus, what's going on, man? I appreciate you joining me. Yes, sir. I'm doing good. Appreciate you for having me, man. Yeah, um, we are uh, real excited to chop it up with you today, man. Um, you had a hell of a season. Uh, have you officially declared for the NBA draft yet? Um, not yet, but you know I am. It's kind of obvious, but uh, <laughs> nah, I haven't put it out yet. All right, you haven't put it out, but you're on the show. Yeah, an NBA draft yeah. show, so I guess we could say it's out there now, right? Say that, yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> an exciting times, man. Congratulations. I mean, you had an amazing career, um, and, uh, you know, it, it, you have an exciting future ahead of you. Um, now, you know, with that said, you were on a tear last year before you got hurt, um, but you made it back, and you got ready for the combine. You tested the waters. Uh, what made you want to come back for your senior season? Um, it's just, you know, I still had doubt, you know, um, when I was doing, doing the combine process, like the draft process, you know, I still had doubt of just if I was going to get picked, you know, they had me on a lot of boards and, you know, late second round and things like that. But um, I just wasn't sure and I wanted to be a hundred, hundred percent sure. So I went back to school and, um, you know, had a great run, um, great experience. And then um, just, I know I could go get better you know, for one more year at the University of Houston, especially with all them coaches and then just, you know, having them fun moments with my teammates. You know, I feel like them moments, memories, you're going to last forever. So it was fun. 
what do you think is going to be like the most memorable part of your journey in college? Most memorable? Um, I'll probably say just being with them guys every day. Um, we was literally together 24-7. So, you know, our bond is kind of like a brotherhood. And um, just building that relationship with them. I couldn't give you like a specific, you know, game or time. But um, I'll really probably just say this year. If, if we've been um, my senior season, you know, it was great. We only lost four games. So just going on the road all the time, winning, um, playing in front of the fans, you know, it was always fun. So yeah, I think I think anybody who's like been a part of a team, like just the overall experience of it, right, is like the things you look back on, the dinners, you know, uh, hanging out afterwards, grinding together, sharing the same goal. Um, so for sure, for anybody who isn't familiar with your game, how would you describe yourself to, to somebody who hasn't watched you play yet? Um, you know, great teammate. Just uh, I'm a, I can space the floor by shooting the ball. Um, a pesky defender. You know, I like playing defense. You know, it kind of give me that energy going. Um, and then just the all-around team player. You know, I try to. Not, I really try not to worry about the big thing, you know. That's something that Coach Sampson really installed in us. Um, you win by doing the, li the little things good. So just being a little things guy and then just playing real real hard, you know, when I'm on the court, just giving them all. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, the first thing that you said, you know, talking about your shooting, and, um, I mean, I definitely think that you got to start there. The NBA – the game right now it's about spacing the floor it's about shooting and we're gonna hop into a little bit of your film i mean not only can you space the floor but you know you have some some legitimate range how what is the process like building out you know logo range you know what's your routine to to actually get to be consistently shooting the ball out that far um, really just um, legs and then repetition. You know, when I'm working out and practicing, you know, I'm shooting shots from that deep. But um, in that in that moment right there, that's something that me and Jamal do a lot of times. You know, he push it down the floor and um, kick it back. But it's funny because during that position, we was going back and forth, back and forth. You know, we skipped the media timeout, all that. So everybody was tired. And um, I just came behind them. And, you know, I just seen space and I just used my legs and let it go. Yeah, I mean, that is crazy distance. And, you know, you, I mean, you see shooters in the NBA have the freedom to kind of, I mean, at what point did you feel comfortable enough? Like, if you take that and you missed, like, you weren't going to end up on the bench uh, during your college career? Uh, I'll probably say my sophomore year. You know, my sophomore year, that's when I became, you know, Defined as a real good shooter on the team, you know, coach kind of gave me that green light my sophomore year. So, any shot that I took, you know, if it was a good shot, um, I was gonna take it. And you know, they used to yell at me and fuss at me for not taking the shot. You know, I'll probably get benched for not taking <laughs> the shot rather than taking it. So, and now you can put. What does that do for your teammates? Uh, it just you know get them confidence too. You know, especially when you're in the gym um, and you see me working out. Um, I just feel like it gives them the confidence when we're in the game to shoot that same shot. or Because, um, you know, I get them confidence, too. You know, I get on them when they're not shooting the ball and they wide open. 
So um, it, it's funny though, because when I don't shoot the ball, it's like everybody getting on me. But um, it just comes with you know hard work. I feel like, um, and then just it's a it's a winning play. You know, if you if you a shooter and you open, um, you should shoot that shot. You know, because it's probably you probably ain't gonna see another shot like that for a minute during the uh, game. No, and you get them up. Um, you know, I, I think per 100 possessions, you were at like 14 threes per 100 possessions, which is like, that's like legit NBA volume. And, um, you know, you you don't just have that, like, let me pull up from the logo off like a, a DHO or or a kick out. Like, you can get your, your shot off with your handle. Uh, I, I think that arguably you have the tightest handle in the whole draft. I mean, you turn the ball over one and a half times a game for somebody who has the ball as much as you, that's like pretty phenomenal number. How did you develop your handle to the point where, I mean, it's basically an extension of your hand. Um, just since I was a kid, really, um, I used to always just dribble around the house. Um, and I always used to just have a ball with me, but, uh, I'll probably say when I um, came to college, my freshman year, you know, that's when I really started to, learn how important your handle is because you know at first i just came in as a shooter spot up shooter but then that's kind of one dimensional and you know i needed to find a way to get my shot off so um that off season you know i just worked super hard on my handles and just learning different moves and stuff to create space with the dribble and then just finishing the shot so i say when i got to college you know i realized how important your handle was to create a shot who's on your your nba handles Mount Rushmore? Ooh, Kyrie at the top. Well, mm. how many? Four? Four. Kyrie Kyrie's Steph. a no-brainer. Yeah, Kyrie, yeah. Steph. Ooh, Kyrie, Steph. Then I have to go Trey Young. Mm. And, um, probably CJ Mm. I like that. That's a good one. CJ's underrated. Yeah, definitely. His handle's tight. Um, and I mean, like I said, you use that handle to get into your bag and create your own shot. And um, I think you know, watching your film, I, I think that it would be to say that your step back, not like a deadly go-to move that you have, that it feels like you can kind of get off um, whenever. And I mean, you got different, you know, cadences, different pace and when do you know that like you got your defender right where you want them and you can bust out that step back and get a clean look off? Um, usually when he's on, uh, when his shoulders turn, um, like you can kind of tell on that play right there. Um, when I went between my legs and was about to go hard left, you know, as soon as he turned his shoulders, I just knew to step back. And, um, that's mm. kind of something, you know, I do. as soon as somebody get off balance, I just feel like if you step back and you square, it's just it's impossible for them to really contest that shot where it affects your shot. So it's all a mental game when you're on the court. But um, that's one of the main things I look at when I'm about to do my step back is just if they body turns it. You know, if I got to take one more dribble, then I will. But usually once I set them up with a counter or something like that, they body turn and the step back just be right there. Yeah, and – I mean, those counters getting to to read how the defender is is guarding you. That's stuff that you know you see from a lot of high level NBA guards. And one of the guys that 
I look at him play and I look at you play, I see a little bit of similarities in, in how you get into um, your offense is, is Tyrese Maxey from the Sixers. And, you know, this move here uh, into a, a step back, and it, it's one of those step backs where you kind of use um, the gather to, to create that, that little bit it yeah of of extra space so um yeah this you have in in your bag as well uh so <clears throat> let me pull up uh this clip of of you here just to see the similarities um between the two is, is Tyrese Maxey somebody that that you watch at all that you know you kind of take little things from him uh yeah that's my guy you know we kind of grew up in the same area so yeah, he. I've been watching him like mm. that, but um, when he lead, he just went to another level. But yeah, you can kind of say we play the same, you know, um, just the way he create his shots. Um, but he's you know athletic and fast too, so he can get downhill. But his separation, you know, mm. is real similar to mine, especially um, around the art. Yeah, and and you know this this combo that you bust out, I feel like you know it's. There's a little different because yeah. kind of had like a little push dribble and and you got this guy on an island, but just that little cross between the legs into the little the little footwork there. Um, I mean yeah. that's smooth. That's you know that's NBA level shot making. Um, are there anybody like who else besides you know Tyrese? Do you watch in the league that you're like, ooh, that guy's tough. Like, let me see if I can add something you know to my bag that I saw in in you know whatever game I'm watching. Um, I watch a lot of Dame. I watch a lot of stuff, you know. Mm. I try not to take too much stuff though, because he's just different. Um, I watch yeah. a lot of Bradley. <laughs> you know, I really watch a lot of guards, you know, yeah. around my size, my just to see how they get their shot off and things like that. Um, and another one, you know, I watch is Fred, Fred Van Fleet. He he real tough. Mm. Yeah, Fred is is uh, I mean, you know, for somebody like you know, he's he's got to be under six feet and for him to be able to, you know, get into the offense the way that he does. Um, he's, he's crazy. And he's a, he's a dog on defense too. Like he'll get, he'll get into you uh, for sure. Now, a, a, another uh, in that you can use at the next level that, you know, I not because they have a big like Joel to, you know, and, and you you had a, a few of those bigs in in Houston as well. Um, they're these quick pitch actions where, you know, you said Tyrese is really good at getting a lot. Defenders will try to go under, and that way they can meet him. And you know, when if you go yeah. under, let that fly. Um, and I thought I'm gonna play. I'm gonna uh, last year at the combine i thought you did a really good job those actions showing what happens when one guy goes under and uh what happens if they go over and i feel like you know it it really um did a good job of kind of showing the feel you have and the understanding and the maturity that comes from you know being an older player so let's pull that up um one of these quick pick at pitch actions goes on boom Knockdown, right? When you see that much space, I mean, is there any hesitation at this point? Um, no, that's that 
well, what you call, you know, the pitch back at Houston, you know, we call them booms. And um, that's just like where you throw it to them and you read them. But um, I like playing behind the big, you know, especially when you have range. It kind of gives you mm-hmm. an advantage because, you know, you really can't just jump over the big. So um, that's something, you know, I try to work on, especially, you know, try to get downhill. And um, I feel like it just kind of confused the defense because, you know, if they switch, then you got the big on you. Um, if they don't switch, then you got a shot. Like if he go under, but then if he go over the over the screen, then you just get downhill and play two on one, and then just read the backside. So it's just, I feel like it's almost really unstoppable, mm. you know, especially if you had a right big on your team, yeah, like that. Yeah, for sure. And I love this because the same kind of thing, Scotty Pippen Jr. gets back over, yeah, and yeah. and you hit the roll man show off a little bit of that that playmaking um and that's what makes it unstoppable right because once you once you knock down that shot they gotta yeah, chase you gotta... over right right yeah, and so. yeah and and i mean you know the the ability for you to to see over the defense and and make that that's um it's a really really tough shot now in the NBA, you know you you handled the ball a lot. You played off, um, you know, one of the best point guards in the country yourself. Uh, but in the NBA, you know, you you might be also playing off of LeBron James. You might be playing off of of Luca. So not only can you get your own shot with the ball in your hands, but you could spot up and you could shoot it off movement, right? Like uh, yeah. this is, you know, I love this shot. Tough, quick release. Um, what kind of stuff do you do to work on that quick release where it, it feels like you're unbothered completely by, by the defense and, and running off movement? I mean, shoot, that's, yeah. that's a tough shot. Um, Knockdown. There's repetition. Um, that's the shot, you know, I kind of work on just coming from the baseline. Um, kind of like a floppy set, you know, we work on them. And then mm-hmm. as far as the yeah. as far as quick releases, you know, we just, you rep them too. Um, you do when you wide open, you know, got to knock it down, take your time, and then you do catch it up high, and then you do quick releases. So to me, it's really just repetition being in the gym. Um, that's why I just feel like I'm comfortable, um, especially when they come to catch and shoot, because, you know, you should already have your feet set when you catch the ball. Um, and that's kind of what that's what they taught me in Houston, too, you know, um, to catch the ball um, really off two. But on that one, you can see I one to it. But usually, I turn turn my whole body around to be square. But that shot really just come with repetition right there. Take me uh, through through this shot here, uh, in in this possession. Um, you know, I mean, you were a, a tough shot maker, no doubt about that, right? Does coach ever, you know, kind of get on you in these early shot clock off the bounce? I mean, you create separation a million times in your life, but right. is there any time when you guys are watching film where it's just like, sometimes let's pull it out? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you know, usually <laughs> I really just be reading the defense. You know, I, I like playing in transition. Um, that's kind of where I feel like I can mm. get my easy buckets. So, but, you know, that's kind of the – how you got to be smart with it, know when to take the shot, um, time and score. And um, I feel like that's just going to come with more experience, you know. Um, but he really don't he really don't say much to me, you know, when I miss it because 
if I shoot it again, uh, next time it probably will go in. And, you know, he probably ain't going to say nothing. But he do tell me sometimes, you know, we could have got a better shot. Um, <laughs> could have got into something like that. But it's never him just yelling at me or things like that. And, you know, that just come with the freedom. Like, I feel like at the next level, you ain't going to have that freedom as soon as you get in. So, you know, I feel like that's going to help me as a player, you know, not just being able to take them wild shots like that. You, uh, and I'm sure it was like that too early on. Like you got to earn them, right? Like, uh, and, yeah. and I mean, when you shoot 40% on the volume that you do, you kind of get that freedom. You said that you like playing out in transition. Um, a lot of teams, I mean, not only is NBA about spacing, but it's about pace now. And, uh, you know, the Warriors, they like to play fast, right? They like to space the floor. And was a guy, he's got another guy who really shoots the ball off bounce, shoot off the catch, um, shoot it off of movement, and he's got a quick trigger. So I like this. Yeah. Gets to the gets to his spot, no hesitation, splash. Um, you got that in your game? Yeah, definitely. I love playing train love playing the transition. It's just I don't know. It's just something about it. It's like the defense always on their heels. You know, you going forward, they going back. I just feel like it's real hard to stop you in transition, especially like you seeing that right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you definitely have that. And uh, I mean, we could pull up a clip right here. You know, almost the same thing, same spot in transition, right, right off a, a little quick pitch, and yeah. you let it fly. Um, I mean. I think that when you watched your team this year, you guys were just so athletic that um, getting out, turning defense into offense, uh, you know, it, it felt like when you guys could get easy buckets like this, easy shots like this, it felt like, you know, yeah. teams were really at your mercy playing fast. Uh, how important is it to like set the tempo, set the pace and, you know, get everybody playing free and, and fast and fun? Um, to me, that's real important. Um, that's kind of what we do. We try not to run plays, really. We try to play in transition, you know, most of the game. Um, we have this thing called, like, unscripted buckets, unscripted points. And basically, that's just, like, the points where you ain't running no plays or executing no plays. It's just off in transition, swing, swing, shot like that. And um, I just feel like it's better because most of the time in transition, you going to have an advantage, even if it's, like, five on four. And, you know, um, that's kind of why I, I like defense a lot. You know, that's why I mm -hmm. feel like defense always going. Like, I get a steal here. It's three on one fast break. We're going to score off of that. So, it's just easier to me to play in transition than it is when everybody set up, um, help playing the passing lanes and things like that. Yeah, for sure. And I, I want to put up a, uh, a transition uh, bucket here shifting away from your shooting for a little bit i want you to i was at this game drove up to Philly and uh story for for you after <laughs> after you uh take me I, you get that euro step like crazy in your bag it take me through this this is one of the smoothest <laughs> euro steps you're gonna find around it was really crazy i got the steal and um I was finna just go try to lay it up with my left hand, but then I looked back and I seen he was finna try to block it. So when I took the first step, I just tried the Euro to the other side. And it's crazy. I tried the Euro fast, but like 
he came under me so slow, I kind of just had to stay in the air for a minute. And then I finally got to the other side, then I just laid it up. But when I seen him after the game, it was crazy. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> and when I saw that, um, you know, I, I'm at this game as an impartial uh, judge, right? Like I'm not, you know, rooting for um, the home team. And I'm I'm surrounded by people who who are rooting for for Temple there. And there was this this old dude behind me. And after he finished that, he just went off like it's a travel, you know. I they don't teach the fundamentals anymore. <laughs> and I, I man, I was I was I was I was dying because that's skill, man. Like, yeah. And and that's something that um. Um, with that, that it's not like you don't have that in your bag other than that one play like you bust that euro step a lot and um it this is kind of similar it's not as uh accentuated as, as the one in transition but you have that like change of speed you kind of glide in the air um and you really create space off of it I mean, how much how much work do you do in this little in between area to try to you know counter how bigs can guard you? Um, it's really just you know it's it's a quick decision really. Um, like that, I was gonna just float it off my off leg, off my right leg, but um, he just was so close to me that I had to you know take. That's kind of the thing I try to do a lot. Um, I just use that first step just really to read read my defender. And just always knowing I got that second step in the back of my head, and you can go anywhere with it. So mm. um, that's why that off leg finishing. Once I found out about that, and people started using that, you know, the quick one leg, um, I just felt like it could just expand your game way more. Um, and that's really what that just came from. And then I just tried to glide right back to the middle and just float it right over the top. It was was funny the the off leg finishing a lot of. The- a lot of like, you know, because I've coached high school basketball for like 10 years and a lot of the older coaches, they still like if you're on the left side of the court, they still want you to come off your right always and go up your left. Like there's that old school. I, I mean, I feel like that this new school approach where you don't know what foot you're going to hop off of. It makes it so right. hard on the big to kind of guess the timing of when you're going to jump. Right. So um, that footwork, I mean, you know, got to be hours in in the gym. And I like, I like this one right here. Uh, uh, you get into your footer again, because to, to get to your spot, you like throw the ball ahead a little bit and you meet it at, at the NBA level. Every, you know, split second counts, right? Even, and obviously you guys were the number one team in the country for almost all season. So at your level, every split second counts too. How much does little crafty things like just throwing the ball ahead a little um, you know, get clean looks? Um, that's, you know, real key. Especially it's just pace, you know, that's kind of the big thing I came back on, you know, since I went to the combine and went to a couple camps. I came back my senior year. That was really my main thing, just trying to play at my own pace. And um that don't mean you always gotta go fast, it don't mean you always gotta go slow. And um, on this particular play, I just felt like he caught, he got over the screen just a little bit. So if I threw it out in front of me, and there wasn't nobody in front of me, so if I threw it out far mm-hmm. enough and go get it, I can catch up in time. But um, that's just, 
I got that from like CP3 and Ja Morant. You know, if you watch them, when they come out picking rolls, they'll go through it and just rise up, pull up, or get into the floater. So that's just film and work, really. So not only are you, you know, kind of paying attention to your man, you know, trailing, but you're you're looking at where the help is, who can kind of dig at you, who could step up, and, and you know, you see that you got all that room you can get right into it. Yeah, definitely. They, um, who is that? I think that's Cook. Um, he was just he was staying out to um, Jamal, so I just knew when I came off the screen, I had all that area, all that space, and then I I just threw it out there, went to go get it, and floated it. That's a tough bucket. Now, do you ever think that um, you know sometimes maybe uh, you settle for for your floater a little bit too much, like maybe you could get to the paint, um, or or maybe even kind of make a play for your teammate and you, you know you kind of signal to the ref that you got fouled here but uh take me through this like if you could get this one back is is there anything else you know you see that that you might do instead uh yeah I would have definitely probably played off too I kept my dribble and tried to create a play um when I got downhill I just felt like the big was so far back and then the floater is just going to be there. But if I kept my dribble, mm-hmm. I probably could have probed it, then either made the right play, or I probably would have had a floater myself off two feet instead of that one-foot floater going left. Yeah. I think you even, like, you could do them all, like, on that weak side hit, too. He's kind of yeah. yeah. out to the um, – and I want to I wanna get into um, um, your playmaking a little bit. Uh, right now too, because uh, I think that you shared the ball handling duties. Um, so right. you know you didn't necessarily always have the ball in your hands, the high usage to kind of you know rack up like those gaudy uh, assist numbers. But yeah. when you did have the opportunity to kind of you know come off a ball screen or or attack a a, a closeout, that you did a really good job of finding your teammates and you know especially because to be honest the the paint was pretty packed out you guys played with you know two non-shooters for the most part um yeah and you're probably the best shooter on the team right but you know you always you definitely trusted your team paint here i mean look at look at that defense that you collapse um yeah you know make the great uh when you collapse the defense how like Aware are you of of you know where your guys are are at on the court? Um, I usually always know, you know, without even looking, it's gonna be somebody in the corner. Um, if you know, you can see the strong side corner, but usually I always know it's gonna be somebody in the weak side corner too. And then just depending on what set we're running, um, I know where they at. Mm-hmm. But particular play, you know, um, just being aggressive, getting downhill, and then I just seen them at the corner of my eye. And I tried to give it to him right on target. But um, that just came with a lot of experience, really. Um, just learning when to make the right play and then making it at the right time. How much do you think, like, the extra space on an NBA floor is going to help your game? Um, I just think it'll help a lot. Um, you know, people can't help as much. And if they do help, you can just zip it right to whoever they helping off of. And um, that's, like I said, when I went to the combine, you know, the game, it was – it wasn't easier because, you know, the competition, but 
as in just making reads and having space to operate, that part was easier for sure. So yeah. I think, you know, at the next level, even though you got people that's taller, more athletic, stronger, um, IQ higher, I think the space on the floor still makes it hard, like, for anybody to defend, really. What do you think the most underrated part of your offensive game is? Oh, um, probably, yeah, my passing. Um, just because, you know, if you – like, you watch a lot of film. Mm. Um, one thing I do is I always try to make the right play, you know. Um, mm. And I just love to win. So, you know, if yeah. that means I have to go out there 20, that's what I'm going to do. But, you know, a lot of teams, they playing against you and things like that. And uh, just making the right play is always, you know, that's always first priority in my head. You know, when I catch it, if I got an open shot, but if I see a shooter in the corner and somebody closing out, I'm not going to shoot it. I always make the extra pass. Um, and, you know, that's just um, – I think that's just my way of playing basketball, really. It's just a habit. You know, I don't even be thinking about it, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, I, that's how NBA teams want to play. They want to play, like, point five yeah. basketball where you can make quick decisions. You know, if – NBA teams want to turn good shots into great shots. So, you know, if, right. if you got a 45% shooter in the corner that you might be playing with and he's open, you got to make that pass. And you absolutely do that time and again. That's why throughout your career, you know, you've won so much. You've had these these deep tournament runs. Um, do you think that, you know, sacri- you, you've had to sacrifice your game at all? and your teammates have had to sacrifice their games at all in order to find that kind of team success? Uh, Yeah, definitely. Just especially when you're on a talented team like this or, you know, even Mm -hmm. my, you know, just having so much talent on one team, everybody got to sacrifice some. Um, And it's just – it kind of makes the game easier too when everybody's sacrificing. Um, Like this year I feel like all five of us on the court could pass the ball. So when we was all, you know, making the right plays and hitting the roller and hitting the extra pass, it just the game was kind of easier. Everybody was getting open shots, um, and I feel like it was just hard to guard, especially when you got five guys that can pass and willing to pass. So it's, you know, it's fun playing with people that want to pass. Now you were, you know, your team had a lot of vets on it, but and normally on, you know, in college basketball, those kind of teams are the teams that, you know, go far. And But you had a guy on your team, Jarris Walker, who freshman, and, and he played a, a major role. What what was it like playing with him? It was fun just seeing him develop, you know. First couple of games, first five games, you know, you can just see he was going to be real good for us. Um, he was real athletic, and his IQ was crazy. You know, he was a freshman, but he – his IQ, he feel like he's been out there with us, you know, for a minute. Um, and he's just real talented and skilled. So mm-hmm. it was real to play with him, honestly. And um, like I said, the way he thinks the game is just it's crazy. It's like you ain't I – I really never seen nothing like it, especially at his age. He just – like he's a four or he's not – he's not even a four. He's like a big guard in my yeah. eyes. He's like a big And um, – that can pass. So it just made the game easier. And then just seeing him develop day by day and just seeing his hard work pay off, you know, it was fun playing with him for sure. Yeah. You guys would run like an inverted pick and roll sometimes or like pick and pop mm-hmm. where he would, he would initiate and you would pop. And that that's, 
that's tough to defend. <laughs> I, I've heard from people from like behind the scenes that like <clears throat> he didn't even get to show off his whole bag. But like if you came to a practice, he would do some stuff that, you know, is really going to yeah. pop at the next level. Yeah, he can he can dribble. He can dribble good, you know. Um, he that's what I'm saying. When we play one on ones, it's <laughs> if it ain't today, walk walk go in. <laughs> like he he real hard to guard, you know. He he legitimate six eight and two something. He 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 a man child for real. So <laughs> yeah, real skilled. That's why it's so hard to guard him. It's like he six eight but handles can shoot. Then if you put four other people out there with him, he gonna make all of them better. So yeah, he one yeah. of a kind. Yeah, you guys were a lot of fun to watch for sure this year. Um, I want to break down a a little bit of your defense because you mentioned earlier like that's a big part of your game, and I don't think that you know maybe you could argue Jay Clark, but I don't think there's anybody else better in in basketball at playing the passing. Lanes and and patient you have um, on these like pick sixes is crazy. Yeah. So because if you watch your feet, you're you're already out before the guard even makes the pass. So what are you reading here yeah. that you know um, that you you got you could have a layup or or a dunk? Um, I really just read that big. Um, if the big pops. Um, I know that's probably like his the guard's first option. You know, he's gonna throw it back. And um Jamal right there, he had great back back pressure on it. So I knew the ball wasn't just gonna be a laser to him. So I just kinda hesitated for a little bit and then once I seen him finna throw it, I just took off. And um that's just some come with experience really, just playing and then just liking, you know, the fact of playing defense. You know, I like playing defense no matter if it's on the ball, off the ball. I just like generating turnovers. So that's just something, you know, I do a lot, especially on the side pick and rolls. Um, I love side pick and rolls when the big pops mm. and I'm on the side. I just feel like that's a steal every time. Yeah. What are what are your like how do you guys guard ball screens as a team? Like what are what are your team concepts um when you have those side right. ball screens? Oh, uh, on that last one what you seen, that was like kinda like a blue. And it's basically just down in the um, ball screen. And then you got the other two we guys. They just load over. So um, it's really just to um, discourage the pass or the roller so they can just back it up and play again. But, you know, when you just been there for a minute and you start ring defenses or ring offenses, you just know you can run through the passing lanes like that. And um, sometimes, you know, I don't come over there. You know, I try, I try to bait them into throwing it. So I take a minute, but oh, and and I think one of the things because you are all uh, all athletic, still on the ball, like you're not gonna gamble on poke aways. Like you'd rather force guys shots, um, and and kind of force them to maybe make an errant pass, steal off the ball. And one of the things you do is pull your chest. Um, all right. I mean, what kind of stuff do you do every day competing against each other defensively to? you know, string together like this? We do a lot of drills um, on defense. You know, when we first start the season or the year off, our first couple of practices is really just teaching our defense, teaching the fundamentals of our defense. And um, Jamal, he's he probably the best defender 
on ball defender in my eyes in college. So just mm. knowing him, him and me, or me and him on the same backcourt, you know, it's kind of just give us confidence. You know, it was one point of the year where we was counting each other steals. Like, I got one more steal than you. He got one more steal. <laughs> but we was always like it was always a one or two difference. So it's kind of just fun just to compete with him. You know, when, especially when you got another guard that likes playing defense, likes to get steals, and just like like locking people up. You know, that's kind of what we we talk about that too. Like it's crazy. Like we just talk about locking people up. We watch defensive highlights together, and um, we just try to use it in the game. I I mean, it seems like Coach Sampson recruits guys who want to play defense. Like you guys all have that that mentality. Like you guys are mean on the court. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, know I, 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 you don't make it easy for if an offensive player is going to get off, you're going to make them work for it, right? So. Um, that's definitely something that you watch. You you definitely get that by watching all of you, and I think it you see the trust too. Like from when you you know are are playing in those passing lanes, I think you could only really do that if you know that you got somebody you know behind you that if you you know you miss, they're gonna be able yeah. to to cover your back, right? Um, and and that was something that you guys did. All year long, even when the offense bogged down, as able to get, get it done defensively. Um, this one, you know, on a, a, a tough guard, um, what's it like defending these these quick, shifty guards who their own shot, you know, out on an island like that? Um, what are what are you kind of, you know, looking at to defend him? What are you reading, um, and, and what are you trying to do uh, on this possession here? Um, on that one, I was just really just trying to take away his strong hand. So you can kind of see he got me a little bit. Um, really just – I just really like trying to force people to play, not not to their weakness, but um, basically just taking away their best strength. And, you know, I feel like if, you, if you're dumb in the hand, is your right hand. And, you know, we go through scouting report and things like that. If I pick up a tendency that you like to go right a lot, um, that's – probably what I'm going to try to cut off, you know, especially in the ISO like that. Um, and I I live with, you know, a contested three-pointer like that. Um, mm. But if it's that's like his main, if his go-to thing is like a step back or he can shoot the three ball real well, then I, I would have crowded him a little bit more and probably would have tried to force him to help or something mm. like that. But ISO situation like that, I just um, really mm. just try to take away his – what about uh this one? This is uh Caleb Battle, tough, tough shot maker. Tough. Uh, what are you trying to to force him into? He's tough. I mean, you're oh, riding yeah. his hip. <laughs> you're riding his right. hip there. You're attached. You're shadowing him. Um, like you said, that's kind of one of the things we try to do. Um, is just really trying to make him uncomfortable. Really, like in the NBA, you you'll live with a contested mid range shot. Like, is that something that? Uh, you kind of try to force as well in the college level? Um, against him, yes, because he's, like you said, he's a hard, he's a tough shot maker, uh, especially behind the three-point line. So in that situation, you know, I like I said, I live with him going to the goal. And as you can tell, he was going to his left also. So that was another dude I was trying to take mm -hmm. away his right hand um, and really just not let him rise up. 
um, and just have a clear a clear shot to the goal. So that was, you know, good defense in my eyes. And um, like I said, he was a, he's a tough shot maker, though. You you said you was at that game, right? He is. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he went off in the first half. Yeah. So <laughs> I was living with that. But uh, you guys, you guys held him. You guys held him down in the second half, though. You, you know, he was. Yeah. Those shots weren't going in quite as often. I, I mean, and, and that's what you're trying to make guys do, right? Like. If you can, if guys are going to hit tough shots, sometimes they're just going to hit tough shots. I mean, yeah. you're a tough shot maker too, right? Like uh, sometimes guys play good defense and uh, it's just better offense, but eventually, you know, that defense is going to wear on you because it, it doesn't just come from you. You guys play total team defense, and that yeah. that means that you guys are rotating uh, and you're in the right spots. And you know, right here, I mean, there's a good rotation here. How important um, is that low man rotation to, to your team defense? Um, that's the most we call that the mig. Really, it's like most important guy. Uh, you want to um, basically just show bodies, um, especially with certain defenders. I mean, certain mm-hmm. offensive players bodies, and um, especially like that's kind of what we put a tip I had on is no easy buckets. Try. If they're going to beat us, you know, try to make them beat us behind the three-point line because, um, you know, it's real easy to make twos. So we, when the ball gets to the mm-hmm. paint, you know, everybody trying to and really just make the shot as difficult as possible. I mean, as as hard as possible. Yeah, and, and that was a great rotation, and you made the defender think. And you're going in a scenario, like that's, you know, kind of a, a big man catching on the roll. And you force him into a, a miss at the rim just from meeting him at the spot and, and making him uncomfortable. Um, and I've seen not only, you know, do you force guys into tough shots, I've seen you make that rotation, you force a charge. And, uh, you know, this is a little bit different here, but you are right. to take a charge and give up your body and, and you know, get some floor burn. Um, these kind of winning plays, I mean, uh, have you always been like this where you just like brace the physicality and just take it on the chest? Um, uh, it just depends on who I'm guarding. You know, if he, if he a big man like that, I know he going to run into me out of control. I'm going to go ahead and brace it and take the contact. But you know, if it's like a guard or something like that, I might just try to go for the steal or something like that. But especially in that situation, you know, I really had no choice. Cause you know, like you said, I play defense with my chest a little bit. So as soon as he ran into my chest, you know, I just fell back. Yeah, and that's an easy call. I mean, he's no deceleration. He was coming at you like a, a locomotive right there, and that's, yeah. that's a real deal charge. <laughs> um, and, and I think that that's what you need to be in the NBA. You need to be a two-way player. You're a guy who can you can create yeah. offense, but you can go and get it done on the other end. Uh, you know, I, I think at the NBA level, so much of defense is about, you know, being able to play as a team and make certain rotations. Every decision is going to be even quicker. You're going to have to like scram and pre-switch and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then you're also going to have to, you know, be versatile enough to, to guard multiple spots. How many positions do you think you can guard at the next level? Oh, uh, one through three for sure. Mm. That that six seven wingspan um, does that help? Yeah, definitely. That's kind of my biggest 
that's my biggest help. You know, a lot of people don't <laughs> probably realize it, but I got big hands, I got long arms. So that really helps me when I'm on the defensive end. And then just being tough, you know, you just being tough really helps a lot. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's de- defense is usually about like it starts with the energy and effort, right? And normally, like the good defenders are the guys you know are tough and you can go into battle with. Right. When you're on the court, um, like I said, it feels like your whole team is mean. You walk around like you could sense the confidence in you. You know, you get you, you guys look locked in. You talk any shit on the court? If if they talk to me, I say something back. But usually, I try to let my game talk. Um, I really don't go out there and say much. I might say a little something to the crowd or something like that. But you know, direct towards a person to opponent. But if you say something to me, then yeah, I'm a I'm gonna start talking the whole game. <laughs> I love that. Man. Is uh is there anybody at the next level that's in the NBA now that you're looking forward to Garden? Looking forward. Um, I want to guard Steph just to see, you know how how hard it is to guard him because you know yeah, he unstoppable. Look like so. I just want <laughs> you gotta find I out yourself, guard. right? <laughs> yeah. I like that answer because, you know, I, I've asked this this question before and sometimes players are like, you know, I don't want to make, you know, any lists. I'm just looking forward to Garden, whoever. I like you went for the top dog. Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, I always <laughs> killing everybody. So I, I just want to see what it's like. I love it. I love it. Look, so normally the way um, that we end these shows – is we do a little segment called Sell Me This Pen where uh, me and and my co-host, I, I ask him and he gives like a 30-second pitch for a prospect. So I'm going to let you do it. So if you were, you know, um, talking to an NBA team, how would you sell them on Marcus Sasser, the prospect? Um, real tough, a winner, I'm real competitive. Um, yeah, good person on and off the court. You know, he don't have problems like that, a hard worker. And then really just off of the team, you know, that's kind of what's the main thing, really, just winning and being for the team, I feel like. And then just being a positive, he'll positive, you know, for any team. You know, you can put him on any team and he can turn that negative or whatever to a positive. Really don't worry. I ain't, I'm just talking about, you know, the – good things. I ain't talking about the skills and things like that, but if we want to talk about the skills, um, a good, like I said, uh, floor spacer, um, can handle the ball, can play the one or the two, can play off the ball, um, a good defender, and then a high IQ. Yeah, and a winner. You won a lot of games yeah. at the college level. Winning mentality. Um, man, Marcus, this was a ton of fun, man. I, you know, learned a lot watching the film with you, breaking it down. I love getting to pick your brain. Um, you know, good luck the throughout the rest of the process, man. I know, you know, these are going to be uh, – it's going to be a grind the next few months, but, you know, embrace it, enjoy it, and, you know, I can't wait to see what happens with you, man. So I appreciate you coming here and, and chopping it up. Yes, sir. Appreciate you.